Welcome to Flip the Library, a Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm the branch manager at the Lilburn branch. And my name is Steve. I am the Grayson branch manager. It's almost summer, and in library land, that means it's time for the Summer Reading Challenge. And today we have a very special guest to tell us about the program. Hi, I'm Patty Reber. I'm the Youth Services Manager here in Gwinnett. Youth Services is a department of five of us, and we handle all of the big programming for kids' birth all the way up to 18. Uh, We have a really good time, and summer is the highlight of our year. We spend a long time getting ready for summer. And while summer is our biggest uh, time. We also have stuff going on all year long. We do story times in the parks. We are doing switching it up and going to splash pads. We'll be at Graves Park and E.E. Robinson Park this summer. We bring the mobile library out so you can check out books too. And we also throughout the year, we have reading programs and challenges in Beanstack. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. That's how we run our summer reading challenge. But we also have some year-long challenges. We've got our Kindergarten Here We Come program, which is for kids' birth up to five. And that helps parents and caregivers teach their kids early literacy skills, those skills they're going to need when they start kindergarten. And it's just got fun activities that you can do with your child at home super easy ways to work this into your day. And we have a thousand books before kindergarten challenge wrapped into that, which is we challenge you to read a thousand books with your child before they start kindergarten, because reading is one of the best ways to make sure that they are ready when they start kindergarten. And you think a thousand books, a massive amount. It's really not, especially if you think about it over five years, because you want to start reading when they're born, because that's the best time. Also, you can read the same book over and over again, and it counts every single time you read it, (laughs) because you know your child is going to want to read the same book over and over again. (laughs) I read Goodnight Moon very, very, very many times. (laughs) Yep. They learn that way. They're They're getting something different out of it every single time children learn through repetition. So while you may get sick of Goodnight Moon... Know that reading that for the hundredth time, you're helping build your baby's brain perfectly fine. And then this year, we actually expanded those programs. We have uh, reading challenges for elementary, middle, and high school. So 100 books before graduation and 75 books before high school and 300 books before elementary school because... While reading is very important for birth to five, it's also extremely important for the rest of your life. So we really wanted to encourage kids and teens to keep reading and give them some fun, challenging ways to to track that reading. So we have those programs that we run, and then we have seasonal things that we do. We have like a Black History Month challenge, and we have financial literacy, and we've done, we did a Poe thing in January for Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. So we have all sorts of fun stuff happening throughout the year. And the stuff we do, especially in Beanstack, isn't just for kids and teens. We also have adult programs in Beanstack and adults are welcome to participate. We actually had a lot 
of adults participate in our winter reading challenge. And we had a financial literacy challenge that was specifically for adults to teach them things that they might not know about that. And it sort of ties in with some of the programs happening in the branches. So even if you don't have kids, you might want to check out some of the stuff we're doing in both Beanstack and then just various events in the library because we do a lot of things specifically for adults. Yeah, and if you do have kids, do it for yourself too. I mean, it's pretty—it's it's easy to switch accounts in Beanstack. So just switch over and put in whatever Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever it is that you're reading. <laughs> Stick that in there. Not to your children. No, no. Not, not as part of a thousand books for kindergarten. But I, I think that it comes to a point that you guys can do challenges together as a family. Yes. Um, so parents can do reading, teens can do reading, and kids can reading. So Beanstack is great for the entire family to do challenges together. And we actually have a family reading challenge that's running, that's encouraging you to read together as a family. We we want that because studies have shown that families where the adults read, the kids tend to read more as well. It's that modeling behavior. So today we're talking about summer reading and Every year, our kids face the summer slide, but because of the pandemic, we're seeing children facing literacy challenges from not being in school or separated from their peers for so long. Can you tell us what the summer slide is and what steps is the library taking to tackle these literacy challenges? Summer slide is the tendency for kids when they get out of school, they spend the entire summer, which can be up to like two months not reading or thinking about math, really doing any kind of learning at all. And when they start school back again, they've lost ground. So they have to like reteach things that they learned the previous year, or maybe their reading levels have dropped a little bit. So what we really want to do at the library is encourage kids and teens and families really to keep that learning experience throughout the summer. But we want to do it in a way that's fun, even as an adult. I don't want to sit in a classroom and learn things. I want to do fun things. I want to, I want to have a good time. And so we create programs and challenges and events that incorporate STEM learning or the reading challenge. It just keeps you reading. And we don't have reading lists. We don't have reading levels. We just want you to read for fun and pleasure. And so during the summer, that's the time you can do that. You can read whatever you want. If you want to read blog posts or fan fiction or those, you know, summer romance novels, this is not a time to sit down and read a textbook. It's time to read fun stuff. And um, we even that reading keeps the summer slide from happening. And especially this year, we really want to help kids and teens and families keep have these learning experiences because so many of our kids, especially our little kids, have had two years of either no school or fractured school where they're doing online learning or they're doing kind of in class, but they've missed a lot of time because things get shut down because of COVID. So we know that kids starting kindergarten this year, those kids who are doing kindergarten registration right now, being assessed right now, are not 
going to be ready. And last year we already had 54% of our kindergartners weren't ready for kindergarten. And we're a little worried that that number is going to go up. So we provide ways to help lessen that impact of, of summer. Yeah. And as you said, um, any kind of reading counts. I mean, if you're reading a blog post, I mean, if you're reading Facebook or whatever, I mean, maybe you have better things to read but um, than Facebook posts, but that all counts. I mean, it's all signaling that thing in your brain of learning things from that. I mean, audiobooks count, graphic novels count. I mean, it's just, it's not anything in particular. We're not telling you which way to read, just read. Consume words. <laughs> I like that you point out that audiobooks count because they do. I We get that a lot of question a lot, whether audiobooks count as reading. And and they do. That's the only way I'm able to complete my Goodreads challenge is audiobooks. <laughs> so tell us about our 2022 summer reading challenge. Like what's the theme? Who's it for? What are some of the programs that are going to be offered? This year, the theme is Oceans of Possibility. So we have a whole underwater experience. Uh, You'll see things in the branches if you come in. We're decorating with fish and the tables are going to have these cool aquatic theme to them. Uh, The challenge runs May 15th through August 15th, but you can pre-register now uh, because registration starts May 1st. So the way you do it is you go to GwinnettPL.Beanstock.org and you register for our summer reading challenge. If you already have an account, Uh, You just go in and it will automatically appear in your account. And if you don't have an account, you can create one. Super easy, super quick. They even have an app and the app has gotten better and better every year. It's got a reading tracker. You can scan the barcode of the book. Like it's super fancy and makes everything very easy. And then when you track your reading, so we have two different programs running this year. We have a kindergarten, here we come summer reading challenge, which is for newborns up to five years old. And you're tracking your number of books read because everything you track for that program also counts if you're enrolled in our regular kindergarten, here we come program towards your thousand books. So we don't want you to lose anything there and you can track your reading. And then we'll also have different activity badges that have cool activities related to the ocean and underwater and marine life. So different things you can do. And they all have kind of an education bent, but they all have fun things to do. It's talking about that STEM incorporation. And then we have our Oceans of Possibilities Summer Reading Challenge, which is for kids six all the way up 106. You know, actually, if you're older than 106, you can participate as well. Earn points. You earn one minute of reading equals one point. And you can also earn points for the activity badges that we have if you want to do that a little bit faster. And then every... 350 points, you win a free book if you're 18 and under. 700 points, you win a second free book if you're 18 and under. 1,400 points, you win a third free book if you're 18 and under. And everyone, kids and adults, gets an entry into our grand prize drawing. And then 3,200 points, you win a fourth free book and you get an entry into our grand prize drawing. And for every 300 additional points, you get another entry into our grand prize drawing. And our grand prize is a family membership for four to the Georgia Aquarium. 
So it's a pretty good prize. It's going to last for an entire year. And I think people will be interested in that. So you'll want to get those, those entries in. So that's our summer reading program. Uh, the kids, I forgot to mention the children's, the kindergarten, here we come program. You also win free books. You can win up to four free books and you get entered. You get those entries into the grand prize drawing. Also got different activities and events happening. I mentioned that we're doing our splash pad story times, but we are also kicking off summer with our brand new ocean themed puppet shows. We will be coming around to every branch in June offering uh, our puppet shows. And then at the end of summer, we have live in-person in branch performances by magician Ken Scott. Super excited about that. That's going to be July 18th through the 27th. You can find the exact dates and times on our events calendar. And then we've also got all sorts of programming happening in the branches. Youth services is coming out to each branch and providing programs, but the branch staff is also going to be doing a ton of programming this summer. And you'll want to look at our event calendar online and find out all the awesome things that are going on and happening. So for the um, the families who are not technology friendly or just want another way to do it, we're also offering paper logs this year that people can also use because we don't want to make that a barrier to people if they want to have some other way to do it. So no matter how you want to do it, you can track your reading this year. <laughs> That's right. I do also want to mention that um, while you can register for Beanstack on your own at home, you're welcome to come in the branch and have branch staff help you with that Beanstack registration. We are happy to do it, and that's what we're there for. Patty, can you tell us what are some of your favorite books to read to kids in story times? Such a difficult question. Actually, I love anything that incorporates movement. Because especially with groups of kids, it's fun to do things that have movement. So I think of um, Jan Thomas's Can You Make a Scary Face, which has them standing up and sitting down and standing up and asking them to do things. So I really like books that incorporate um, movement and activities and let the kids participate in the reading of the book. I also really love uh, BJ Novak's The Book With No Pictures because it's just silly and fun and you get to make a lot of ridiculous noises and faces and the kids think it's really funny. There's also one, if you have a group of older kids, like I really like every once in a while, we'll get to read picture books to second or third graders. And that's really fun because at that age, they understand the concept of like how a book works and that there's an author and an illustrator. And a really fun book to read for them is Chloe and the Lion by Mac Barnett and Adam Rex, because the author and illustrator get into an argument inside the book about what things should look like and the author fires the illustrator. So the pictures change. And so if the kids understand the concept of how a book works, it's really funny because they're like, wait, no, what? (laughs) It's a good one. That was always my favorite. Um, Like the Bugs Bunny cartoons when like the illustrator, like you see the big pencil come in and like you race Daffy Duck's head. (laughs) Yes. It's that breaking the fourth wall. It's very meta. Yeah. But they have to be old enough to understand how how a book because otherwise it's just very confusing. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not read that one, but I have read books by him and books 
written illustrated by uh, Rex. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've done that one in particular, but I've I know they're both good. I always like um, it's a tiger. Have you ever heard that one? He does the bird book, the or the bird. The bird is angry, ang- grumpy bird, and whatever else too. But he's the illustrator of that one, anyway. But it's it, it it's, it's got lots of oh no, like the tiger like dresses up like various things, and you're like oh my gosh, there's the tiger, and you get to go roar. And so I like I like the stuff where you get to, to do that, and like the the dino, dinosaur versus books. You get oh, to, those are fun! I had a kid yesterday. I was covering story time for someone, and there is a little five year old boy that just wanted to roar like a dinosaur. So all he wanted to do wanted to show me how great his roaring was. It's like all right, let's roar like a dinosaur. So what are the kind of things? like that make it really special for you to work with kids you never know what they're going to say or do and it's always it tends to be kind of hilarious i love working with kids especially small kids because they just they have so much enthusiasm you know everything is new and fun and exciting uh, and I get them for that time when it is. And then I get to give them back to the parents and I don't have to deal with all the like crying and, and whining and stuff like that. I get them when, when it's fun time. So I really love doing story times with kids because you, you get the fun of seeing them enjoy things. And I think what I love most about doing story times when I get to do story times, cause I don't get to do them very often. They stuck me in an office and I don't get to see kids. So when I get to do story times, the time I enjoy the most is right before and right after when I get to just get down on the floor with the kids and I get to play with toys or I get to just talk with them and find out like what's, what's going on. You know, it's like the little boy wanted to show me he can roar like a dinosaur or what we've been doing in youth services is we have uh, virtual story times through Google meets. And we've been doing that since early on in the pandemic. And we've really weren't sure when we started, if we were going to get the same kind of interaction with kids that you get when you do a story time face-to-face. And we found out you do. It's changed a little bit, but the kids are really excited to show you their stuff. So I have a little boy who comes to every story time and every time he's like the first one to log in and he wants to show me his monster truck or his balloons or whatever thing he has created with his Legos. And he's so excited to tell me about it. And it's just the best part of my day. I love it. It really is that interaction because it's like even even the older kids, when you find a book that they really, it really clicks with them, just that. I mean, because as they get older, sometimes it gets harder and harder to find a good book for them. But the one that you finally do, and it's like, oh, well, you liked Dogman so before, but now look at this. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I remember uh, when I was working in D.C., there was a teen girl, and it's really rare to get teens that think you're you're great. But as a teen girl, and we were talking about books and that I read young adult fiction. And she was like, oh my gosh, I really like this book. And I was like, oh, I've read that one. Have you tried this one? And she was great. She came in all the time and we had all these conversations about books. And like I said, I like the littles, but I really also love teens because teens will call you on your stuff if you are not being authentic. You know, they... 
they know. And, but if you can find something that you have in common or talk about something that you love and are passionate about and give them the chance to talk about stuff they love and are passionate about, you can get in a really nice relationship. So I really miss some of my, I miss some of my teens that I would see regularly. Speaking of teen books, you co-host another of the library's podcasts called Spill Lit. Can you tell listeners a little bit about that show? Yes. So myself and two of my coworkers, Catherine Russell and Sarah Martin, got together. And Catherine and I love young adult books. Like that is our, that's what we primarily read. And we'd always have all these discussions about what we were reading and what we liked. And we were like, you know, I think other people would be interested in our book recommendations. And, you know, we read so much. We love sharing. That's like my favorite thing is sharing a a book recommendation. And Sarah would always be listening and then she'd always have questions. And she is the one that is not really a fan of YA. So the three of us hosts Spill Lit, where we talk about YA books. And Catherine and I spend a lot of time trying to convince Sarah that YA literature is great. She remains skeptical. And we generally have a topic where uh, the three of us read the same book and we talk about that book. But sometimes we have uh, special episodes where we all read different books. And so it's more of a reading recommendation. We have like, we've done one on for Black History Month. We did one. We've done one on, we did our top 10 most checked out books in Gwinnett Public Library in 2021, where we all took a different book and read it and talked about it. And so we do some of those too. But I think I like the ones where we we read the same book and we talk about it. We talk about what we're reading other than that and all sorts of stuff. If you go to um, GwinnettPL.org slash podcasts, you can find out how you can subscribe to all of our podcasts. To wrap up, what are you most excited about summer reading for this year? If you haven't already convinced them earlier in this chat, why should customers sign up? I think I'm most excited about our grand prize. I am really excited to be able to offer something um, that... It's that cool. I love the aquarium. So I think a, a family annual pass is, is pretty exciting. And it's a great way to um, have some fun with your family and that we can offer that as a prize. I'm really excited about. And I'm also really excited about, I, you can win up to four free books. And I really love books. <laughs> so uh, anytime I get a free book, I'm really excited about it. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about being able to offer books to families, especially a lot of families don't have a large personal family library. And studies, again, studies have shown uh, that having books in the home, even, even just having them in the home encourages reading and kids who live in homes with a lot of books tend to be better readers. So anything we can do to get books into the hands of kids that they get to keep and take home and those are their books, that's a big deal. And so I'm really excited that we're able to offer so many free books to our kids. And that ties back really well to our original question about literacy. And I mean, that's just a way to, the library is encouraging literacy. Like you said, the, having the books in your house is <laughs> going to encourage that literacy. I will say one of the things, the other thing I'm very excited about this summer is that we're open and we're back. And 
we're doing things in person and I'm excited about being able to do that. It's it's a night we have a nice hybrid model now where we offer we're offering some a lot of virtual stuff for the people who don't feel comfortable coming out. And if you do, come on and visit us. Yeah, we've got outdoor stuff, we've got indoor stuff, whatever your comfort level is, we've got something for you. Right, Patty, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about um, your youth services work and uh, particularly the summer reading challenge. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again soon. Excellent. Flip the Library provides an inside look at Gwinnett County Public Library and brings to light the many ways the library impacts and enriches our customers' lives. Go to gwinnettpl.org podcasts to find out more about the library's podcasts and to get new episodes of Flip the Library, follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to rate and review it on your podcast app. And keep up to date with the library on social media at Gwinnett Library. Thanks for listening. Connect, learn, and grow with your Gwinnett County Public Library.